What is going on, Panthers Nation? Carolina Dad here, your host of the Two Growls, One Roar podcast. And I am back ready to give you the latest and greatest on the Carolina Panthers. Let's jump right in. Here this week, I'm going to summarize everything that's happened as quickly as possible to get you up to speed in case you missed everything that's come across this last week, week and a half. So let's get right in. Number one, Dan Morgan, who was the interim GM there for just a really small amount, is your new general manager. And for me personally, I know I wasn't very pleased with that at first, but as I kind of just sit back and let this thing be whatever it's going to be, I'm okay. I'm just going to sit back and see how this goes and pray that he figures this out and he hits it off in the draft and free agency. To pair alongside Dan Morgan, we have Dave Canales announced as the head coach. And a lot of folks were like, wait, what about Ben Johnson? What about Slowick? Jobs are, are moving very quickly as, as far as getting filled. And it looks like we've got the commanders as I record this and the Seattle Seahawks that are open. Now, one thing about both of those job openings is that the coaches that are in the running, or at least some of the coaches that are in the running, were part of the playoff runs for some of the teams involved. And they are out of the playoffs. So we should see those jobs filled pretty quickly. And I'm hearing Ben Johnson may not be the home run that we think he is for the Washington Commanders, and he could be going back to Detroit for another year. So you have that. And the thing that I'd like, and I don't know if I really hit on it the last podcast because I was just kind of underwhelmed with the Canales hire, but this move feels like a Dan Morgan move, which, like I said, gives me a little bit of hope that maybe Tepper truly is taking a step back in his approach as whatever we want, want to call him. So maybe this is the first step. The other thing that makes me think that, hey, he actually is going to remove himself at least maybe just a smidge is some of the people that have been let go. And these are all holdovers, well, two of the three are holdovers from the rule staff that Tepper said, hey, we got to have these guys here. They got to remain. And he forced them on Frank Wright to be here. And that is Chris Tabor. I would say when it happened, like, doesn't surprise me that he was let go. So Chris Tabor has gone. James Kempman is gone as well. Offensive line coach. Very well-respected coach in the NFL, not just in Carolina. If you saw the interaction with him and Aaron Rodgers during the preseason, at pre, you know during training camp, and just the, the back-and-forth commentary, they know each other really well. And James is, I would say, across the league, someone that a lot of people value. We got a little uh, curveball coming in here, and it was a re- report that came out this week We know through Joe Person's reporting from The Athletic that there's been these people going to Tepper behind Frank's back or other people's back throughout this entire process. And you would assume it's someone that was a carryover from from the previous staff. Like it makes sense that they'd have that connection and he'd go around. But we're hearing, at least as it's being reported, is that was Campman, which makes more sense as to why he's gone and no longer here. Now, I did listen to WFNZ this morning, Mac and Bone, Darren Gant, who writes for Panthers.com, was on there, and he said he vouched he didn't, you know, wouldn't go into agreeing that this report was what it was. 
But I'll tell you, when when you go through these things, you have to remember that he's essentially working for the team. So, of course, he's not going to have this outlandish claim or he's got to pretty much stick to the grain of whatever is happening in that organization and keep it close to the chest, make everyone look good. He's never going to be able to say anything that he may or may not truly believe. And that's just the stance. That's like working for your employer and then having to write an article about something that's happening in between it versus someone on the outside seeing what happens, knowing what happens, and then reporting on it, which is what's happened. So you have that nugget. And I don't know, you know, me personally, I was high on him, but then you look at how the offensive line performed and you wondered how did he keep a job through this? And I understand the injuries and we've all, we've talked about that and I'm, I'm not going to keep harping on it, but all those things you just wonder. But what I'm glad about this is it seems, like I said, that Tepper may just be going, okay, guys, I tried to do this my way with rule. I tried to do it my way with Frank and forcing my hand in every decision. And I'm going to take a step back. We can only hope. We can only hope that that's the case. Now you throw into this and you have Thomas Brown, who was relieved of his duties let go. I don't think that's any surprise when you bring on Canales, who's an offensive-minded coach, who's going to call the plays. It made sense that Brown was going to go, was going to be gone. And I saw him getting interviews with the Steelers and a few other teams. Wish him the best. It was a terrible situation for him and for almost anyone that came on this staff. There was the meme or video going around of the Detroit Lions player, might have been Gardner Johnson, waving his hand to Seattle fans when they were up really in Seattle. 49ers fans when they were up really big in that game. Came back to bite him in the butt. I joked that that's me waving goodbye to this 2-15 and staff, the most dysfunctional staff in Carolina Panthers history. Now, one other tidbit that I did not talk about is who reports to who. And it's reported in the article on Panthers.com that Dan Morgan will report directly to Tepper. Dave Canales will report directly to Tepper. Doesn't concern me. I mean, some people would say, why? Why does that not concern you? We've seen this model at a few other stops. I think we get really laser focused and it's you're going to get laser focused when you follow your team. Atlanta Falcons have the same model. I know a few other teams have a similar model. I'm not saying it's a good model or it's perfect or it's the way that, you know, to, to, to work this out, but it's not going to worry me too much. Now, as we talk about coaches, and I went on X, if you follow me on X, and I put together a really nice video, not video, a really nice clip of the coaching staff as it stands today. Head coach Dave Canales, offensive coordinator, to be determined. Defensive coordinator, Ejero Ivero. Again, there's some, and I'll get to that in a second, or I guess we can get to it now. We've got a waiting pattern now with the rest of this entire staff, really on the offensive side potentially on the defensive side. Waiting to see, is Ajero going to get a head coaching job? Or with everything that's happened, he's interviewed for the head coaching job here twice. Didn't get it. First time around, came back as a defensive coordinator. Is he going to want to stick around through this thing? And for my sake, I hope he is. But at the same time, I'm also like, does Dave Canales want to clean house and build this his way? And I'm okay with that model as well. I would be in favor of Canales coming in. And that's not to say that Ejero isn't a great coach because he is, but have Canales come in here and put every single person in place that he trusts, that he believes in, that will 
go through the model and mantras that he wants to lay out. And I got to tell you, I like Canalis already. He's active on X. You can follow him in, on X. And again, that's Twitter for folks who, who haven't seen the, the change over there. But stay connected with him because he is all about keep pounding mentality. And I was not very high on him at first, but I like what we're getting there. Offensive staff. Passing game coordinators, Park Frazier's wide receiver, Sean Jefferson, assistant offensive line, Robert Kugler. With the firings that happened during the season and now offensive line quarterbacks, running backs have not been filled. Oh, Josh McCown, Deuce Daly, tight ends, John Lilly. So we could see a, a complete house cleaning on the offensive side of the ball. Defense, like I said, Ejero is still here. Secondary and cornerbacks, Jonathan Cooley, D'Angelo Hall, Assistant defensive backs, linebackers, Peter Hansen, Tim Lukaba, outside linebackers, Todd Wash, defensive line, Burt Watch, Burt Watts, safeties. Special teams, we have our assistant special teams, Devin Fitzsimmons, likely out. So you throw in two other senior assistants, well-known guys, Jim Caldwell, who was a part of this interview process for GM and coach. Sounds like Jim, it's being reported, is going to be around Role to be determined, maybe the same. And Dom Capers, we're waiting to find out if he's going to be here or not. You know, he's paired with Ejero Ivero, at least to this point. Now, speaking of this news, we do have some developing news on the offensive side of the ball with some of the hires and outside of offense, additional coaches. What we are going to see is Dave Canales leaning on the Seahawks staff as Pete Carroll is no longer there and the Tampa Bay staff to mesh those and and build out the offensive staff and possibly defense that he wants to build. Brad Idzik is listed right now as the likely candidate to become offensive coordinator. They're also talking to Marcus Brady. I did go out, and if I can find it, hopefully I can. I might not be able to find it. I did have Brad's. Oh, yeah, I did. Here we go. Unique background for for Brad Idzik, I guess, is, is the proper enunciation of his name. So he played college ball at Lehigh here at, in 2010, then went to Wake Forest from 11 to 14, went on to Cambridge in England, and then got his Master of Liberal Arts from Stanford in 2019. Made the jump to Seattle in 2019 as an assistant wide receivers coach did that from 19 to 20 he was a offensive quality control assistant quarterbacks coach in 21 and then back to receivers in 22 and then was the primary wide receivers coach in 23 for the Buccaneers but his name is coming up being paired with Canales and it makes sense because Canales is going to call the place so you you get this younger guy that can learn and grow and help develop the offense not a lot of history in the league you know just his time with Seattle and then this past year with the Buccaneers usually you see like we've seen as I've gone through all these coaching profiles a little more coaching history it comes along with being an offensive coordinator but we'll keep our eyes peeled there and then like I said Marcus Brady now coming off of the Seattle staff you have Nate Carroll who is the son of Pete Carroll being listed as a offensive, you know, something on the offensive staff. I don't know what that's going to be just yet, but people are peg, you know, saying that he's going to likely come here. Tracy Smith, who has special teams background, is being listed as a likely candidate to become the special teams coordinator. So you have that in the running. 
I went through pretty much everything else that I had laid out with we got who's been who's here, who's out, who's in the hunt. Oh, did not go for a, a pretty big one. Pretty big one in the hunt is Brant Tillis. Like I've I've said, he is currently working for the Chiefs. However, there was a report that came out over the weekend that his office and desk and everything has been cleared out. He can't officially be hired until after the Super Bowl, but it seems like the writing on the wall right here says that he's coming to Carolina. And that's great because we need someone with that cap management, analytics, data background to help this team structure some pretty big deals that are going to be coming up. He did the Mahomes monster 400, whatever, 500 million it was. If you think about the state of our roster right now, you've got Brian Burns. You're going to need to do Frankie Louvu, Derek Brown, some big names on top of figuring out how to lure in some other top targets and free agents. I'm going to be spinning off another episode here to look at some potential free agents that may have ties to Canalis and could come over here. So that'll be in a separate video. I'll take the time to do that. But that piece right there, you know, everybody's like, oh, nobody wants to come to Carolina. Nobody will work for Carolina. You have someone leading a, leaving a team that's in another Super Bowl, one of the most competitive rosters in the NFL, choosing to come to Carolina. And I get it, it's probably promotion, likely some more money, like all those things mean a lot. But to come from where he was, which is the top of the tops to the lowest of the lows, says a lot about what he sees in this organization. At least I hope it does. And we hope that we can take these steps and work our way back to being a competitive team. All right, y'all. So that is the rundown of rundowns. And I want to make sure, checking all my notes, the Panthers. All Okay, so one name I did not mention is Bill's assistant special teams coach, Corey Harkey. He interviewed for the special teams coordinator role, according to Jeremy Fowler. And I should say Ian Rappaport was the one who reported that Brad Idzik, Idzik, was likely going to be the offensive coordinator here. And yeah, so that's all your news from this past week. We are now moving. I guess the other big thing is presser. We've not had the press conference for Canales. It's been said that Canales and Morgan are heading to the Reese's Senior Bowl. So I'm thinking it may be a little bit later before we do you know, see any of that happening. Uh, but here's the thing that we'll learn over these next few weeks as we get hires and start working at the cap space and management. A lot of things are going to shake out, and I think a lot of things hinge on Ejero Ivero and whether or not he comes back. And I'm going to leave you with that as I'm going to create a, another video to talk exactly what that means here in a minute. All right, folks, if you enjoyed this, I appreciate it. You can like, follow, subscribe. Wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube, I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good one. Mm-hmm.